As G.K. Chesterton said, a dead thing can go with the stream, but only a living thing can go against it. Here on Swimming Upstream, we go against the cultural stream by championing life, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness. Your host is Eric Sammons, author of seven books, including Holiness for Everyone, The Old Evangelization, and Bitcoin Basics. Now let's get swimming. Hello, and welcome to Swimming Upstream. Today I want to talk about the uh, 2018 MLB season and in a review and talk about some good stuff and bad stuff that happened. I thought I want to bring on a guest who is the most expert person on baseball that I know. And that person also happens to be my son, Peter. Say hi, Peter. Hello. <laughs> okay, so what we want to do is go through the season and just talk about some of the highlights of what we liked and things that we didn't like and things that happened. I think a good place to start would be to talk about our preseason predictions. Both Peter and I made predictions about what teams we thought would win, what teams we thought wouldn't win, and how did our predictions do. So Peter, why don't you go ahead and get started with your predictions. Yeah, they're usually pretty bad, but mine are in the uh, American League, I have the Astros, the Yankees, or sorry, the Red Sox, and the Indians winning the divisions. Well, that's great. Three out of three. Which happens. So, and I had the Yankees and Mariners in the wild card. So that was right like half the season, and then the, uh, then the A's took over, so I got that one wrong. Yeah, it's still five, four out of five, though. Yeah, four out of five, 80%. How about the NL? In the National League, I had, uh, had the Dodgers winning the West. That could still happen as of now. Yeah, we're, just so you know, we're recording this on the Friday before the season ended, so we don't know exactly what's happened yet. I had the Nationals winning the NL East like everybody else, so that's, of course, wrong. And the Braves won it. And I had the Cubs winning the Central, which could still happen. And I had the Brewers in the Diamondbacks, who I always pick, in the wild card. And the Brewers look like they're probably going to get the wild card, although they, they may still win the division. So, what was that? Three out of... Wait a minute. Three out of five? Yeah, It'll be three I think five. definitely three. Okay, so for me, I had similar. In the East, AL, in American League, I had the Indians and the Astros winning, which they did. But I had the Yankees beating the Red Sox in the American League East, which was dumb. I yeah, hate nobody Yankees. beat the Red Sox. Yeah, that was bad. But I did pick the Red Sox and the Angels as the wild card. So in the end, I got four out of five teams in the playoffs correctly. Right. I had the Angels as the other wild card, which, you know, whatever. I mean, the A's were surprised. Nobody picked them. In the NL, I had the Cubs winning, the Dodgers winning, which looks like that's going to happen. And I had the uh, Nationals winning in the East, which, of course, didn't happen and was a big disappointment. But my wild card were the Brewers and the Rockies. Which, that could still yes. happen. And basically, I got, uh, again, it looks like I'm going to have four out of five playoff teams right. My biggest problem, though, is in the playoffs. I picked to win the World I picked in the World Series the Red Sox, yay, I was good at that, against the Nationals, and the Nationals being the Red Sox in the World Series. So, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I mean, halfway, I got the Red Sox. That's a pretty good pick, but that sticks. And who'd you have in, who'd you have in the World Series? In the World Series, I think I had. I may have had the Nationals too, so, but I had the Indians, and they, they might Indian still could, win. Yeah. So, Nationals, thanks a lot. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. The best player of the year. Who do we think is the best player of the year? Who do you think, Peter? Mike Trout, next question. 
Yes, my answer is Mike Trout. However, who do you think is the best player in the non-Mike Trout division right. of this? Obviously. I think Mookie Betts had the best year overall because Jose Ramirez had a great five months, but he's fallen off in September. And uh, J.D. Martinez doesn't play the field, so. Right. Yeah, and I'm with you. I have Mookie Betts as well. Uh, you know, but for those who say like Mookie Betts had a better year than Mike Trout, nobody ever has a better year than Mike Trout until he retires. It's just that's the rule and you got to stick with it. So definitely Mike Trout, but Mookie Betts has the best non-Mike Trout year uh, of the season. Okay, who do you have the best pitcher of the year? Well, I mean, there's Justin Verlander and Blake Snell in the American League, but you really can't argue with Jacob Duran in the National League. But he only had nine wins or whatever, or ten. Now, what's a pitcher win? I've, I've never heard of that stat. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, wins do not matter because Jacob Duran has a one... 70 I mean, he barely even had a winning percentage, uh, a, a winning percentage for wins. He can't be that good, right? You know, 170 ERA in about and nine war or something. So, yeah, Jacob Degrom was definitely the best. I personally, I, I wanted to vote for Blake Snell in the American League because he just came out of nowhere. I'm mean, not really nowhere, but he really had a great season, and he didn't probably pitch enough to really say he's. I think he's got a decent chance to get the Cy Young in the American League, but the problem is he'd only pitch, what was it, like 170 innings? 175 right okay. now. So, and you know, really over 200 is more um, compelling, I think. So yeah, definitely DeGrom, and it just had crazy season, crazy good, but also crazy in the sense that he just didn't, I mean, his, the Mets, well, I mean the Mets, that's all you got to The say. Mets are the Mets. The Mets. Okay, now on to the worst player of the year. Who'd you have the, as the worst player of the year? So, the Orioles, they want to get the first pick next year, right? Yes. So they paid Chris Davis $8 million for each win that he lost them. He got negative three war, and they were paying him $23 million. Wow. Did you do the math? Yeah, that is, that is right, math, just about. Okay. Yes, the worst player, I mean, it's not even competition. Chris Davis, I mean, I think I read there's only been, like, a few negative three war seasons in the history of, of baseball and he was able to get one this year and you only can get that bad if you're paid a lot and your team is <laughs> terrible because if you're paid a lot they feel like they have to play you mm -hmm. and if your team is terrible they don't care anymore so they just keep putting you out there so Chris Davis had just a disastrous year and just to put in perspective how bad it was Victor Martinez another guy gets paid a lot and was on a bad team he was the second worst player by war and he had a one point, negative 1.7. 1. So, I mean, double. Close. Yeah, I mean, he almost doubled how bad Victor Martinez was to Chris Davis. So, it wasn't even close. Okay, so we're, we're lining up here pretty good. See, he's the smartest guy I know when it comes to baseball. And so, that's why I agree with him. Okay, now, the worst pitcher of the year. I know who he's going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you watch the guy all year, you yes. can't really argue with it. The Cincinnati Reds opening day pitcher, oh. my favorite team, his favorite team, Homer Bailey. Oh my gosh. Another guy who gets paid a lot. Great job, Reds. And he went, the Reds went 1-19 uh, in 19 in his starts. That's not very good. That is hard to do. 1-19. in 19. I mean, that's bad even by Reds standards. Yeah, I had Homer Bailey as well because he just, it was disastrous. The fact is, he would look decent every few innings. Like, we watched him a lot this year. I mean, I guess we're gotten for punishment. And he would look deep. You'd be like, okay, he's got a good... I mean, actually, opening day, he looked pretty good. Yeah. That might have been his best start of the year was opening day. Well, he, maybe the one game he won. He had one inning where he threw eight straight strikes to get two strikeouts. 
and then he gives up a walk and a home run. She's like, yeah, that's what, what's Homer. going on? Yeah, that's Homer. And the worst thing about Homer Bailey is, you know, I, I'm not an anti-Homer Bailey guy like a lot of Reds fans are. You know, I get he gets paid a lot. The contract's there. Yeah, like him. <laughs> but what really ticked me off is when he refused to pitch in the bullpen. The fact is, you, you're obviously declining. You need to help the team any way you can with that contract. Get in the bullpen. Maybe, you, and here's the thing, it might have revitalized his career. I mean, John Smoltz, who's a Hall of Famer, he went into the bullpen late in his career. And so, you know, Homer, do it. So that was crazy. So yeah, Homer Bailey, definitely the worst player, uh, worst pitcher of the year. Okay, now, who was the player you thought was the most fun to watch this year? So I am a baseball player, and I pitch and hit. So my two most fun to watch players were Shohei Otani and Michael Lorenzen. Nice, and that's who I had too. We did not, by the way, we did not go through this before these, before we, who each person said. I had Shohei as well because I just think, how can you not pick a guy who can do literally everything out there. He could feel, I bet you he could be a center fielder in the major league if they ask him to be. And so it's just crazy how good he was. And it's just really unfortunate he got injured. It'll be interesting to see what the Angels do with him in future years. I've heard that they might want to make him a closer so he could just pitch during during the game and then come in, I'm sorry, bat during the game and then just come in at the end and pitch, which might be a way to do it to save his arm or something. He is getting Tommy John and so, he won't. He'll be out as a pitcher next year, but they say he's still going to play and be a hitter, That's and he's crazy. just great. And then Michael Lorenzen, I didn't. I did not have him. I didn't. I just mentioned Shohei, but Michael Lorenzen's a good pick too. I also. I also think um, Francisco Lindor. I have is like my honorable mention because right. he's just so fun to watch. I mean, his Mr. Smile, and he's just just a lot of fun. And so I did. I did like watching uh, Lindor as well. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch. Okay, so now, what team? was the most fun to watch? I mean, it's fun to watch a team win, so I would say the Red Sox. But they were also kind of boring because they just won every game and wasn't really even close. So I'd have to pick the Rays because of all the stuff they do, like the how they use their pitchers and how they're not like stuck in the 1970s. Like some teams, Reds. <laughs> exactly. Rays, that's a good pick. I, I, like the, I, I thought it would be fun to watch because I like how they, they're willing to do anything to win. Now my answer is my 225th favorite team, most fun team to watch is the Angels. Oh, yes. Because they have two players that are just the most amazing players in the world to watch, which is Shohei and which also is Trout. But honestly, I do not care, neither does anyone else care about the other 23 players on that team. We don't even know who half of them are. I mean, Justin Upton. Except Zach Cozart. Well, he was out for most of the year, true. And Anderson Simmons, okay, I'll give him Anderson Simmons right. as well. He's fun to watch. So I kind of have the Angels for that reason, but I think the Indians beyond that because I like oh, watching. Yeah. yeah, I like watching Lindor. Obviously, Jose Ramirez is a lot of fun to watch. You know, I like some of their. You know, uh, obviously Trevor Bauer, who's probably oh, one of our favorite pitchers awesome. to watch. He was great to watch. Uh, Kluber, you know, a lot about the and and they win, which is a lot more fun to yeah. watch than the Reds, who Reds. don't win. So anyway, so I, I kind of had kind of the Angels, but really the Indians are mine. But I think the Rays is a good answer too. Okay, now, who was your biggest surprise team in a good way? Like surprised you in a way you didn't expect in a good way? Well, I mean, you just can't really argue with the A's. I mean, the Rays, they were a surprise team, but the A's, they went from 12 games out in like, I think June, to tying the Astros in the West in, uh, in August. So like... Yeah, the A's. I had the A's. And, I had the A's and the Rays as well. The A's are um, 
you know, just out of nowhere. The Rays, I really, I picked them to be, I picked both the Rays and the A's to be last place in their division. And although the Rays aren't making the playoffs, they had a, they're very, they're very much over 500, had a very good season. If they were in the National League, they probably would have dominated and won their division and been the best team in the league. And the A's just came out of nowhere. And so, yeah, I would say the A's and, and the Rays. Okay, now, so next then, who is the biggest surprise team in a bad way? Well, so the worst teams are the Royals and the Orioles. And they thought they were going to be good, but nobody else thought they were going to be good, so that's not that surprising. So I'd have to say the Nationals, just because the expectations were so high, and they just, they died. See, I'm just looking smart in this because I just ended up agreeing with him on most things. I mean, the Nationals were such a disappointment. I had them winning the World Series. They had Scherzer, they had Harper, they had Rendon, they had Zimmerman. They had, I mean, I just could keep going. Trey Turner, they had, you know, a solid pitching staff, a solid you know, position players. Everything about them screened. And their division was not supposed to be any good. Yeah. Because the Mets weren't supposed to be, and weren't good. The Marlins are the Marlins. And the Braves and the Phillies weren't supposed to be there yet. Yeah. I mean, you thought they might be. And the Phillies, they them. aren't even that good anyway. Right. I mean, and I think the Nationals actually are ahead of them yeah. by now because the Phillies have fallen off the map here in, in September. So the Nationals, I would say the Nationals are the biggest, biggest disappointment. And the biggest surprise that they were disappointing would definitely be the Nationals. So thanks, by the way, again, Nationals, for messing us up. Okay, now, who was your biggest surprise player in the major leagues this year? Hmm. Um, well, I would probably say two of the NL MVP candidates, Christian Yelich and Javi Baez, because, I mean, they were supposed to be good, but they weren't supposed to be MVP right. level. So, I mean, their war is each above six, I think, so they'd have to be my biggest surprise. Yeah, I had, in my honorable mention, I had Baez because I, I, I thought Baez was too flawed of a hitter to be this good because he just swings at anything. I thought he would, I didn't think he'd ever be good enough to, to be a, this above average as a hitter. I mean, I knew his defense was phenomenal. I knew his base running was great. I just didn't think he'd be this good a hitter. So he was a little bit of a surprise. But I had, as my surprise, Matt Chapman. Why? because I've never heard of Matt Chapman until a few months ago, and he turns in to be one of the best players in baseball. His defense, according to my son, is at third base is probably insane. insane. I mean, makes Arenado level. Yeah, and so if he's Arenado level, that's, that's just, that's Hall of Fame level at defense. And yet he also can hit like crazy. So first of all, this guy has a completely boring name, Matt Chapman. I mean, it's like it's made up. I don't know anything Second about best Chapman. Yeah, right. I mean, I, 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 I thought he was related to Aroldis Chapman at first until I saw him. Then I realized, no, I guess he's not. I mean, the guy is just crazy how good he is. So I would say Matt Chapman was definitely. I also think Blake Snell was a little bit of a surprise yeah. because I didn't think he was that. I have another good. guy. Who's that? Juan Soto. Because right. if you looked at him before this year, his ETA was about 2021. Right. So. If he played for the Reds, it would have been about 2025. Right. So yeah, it's true. So Soda wasn't supposed to be this good. I mean, yeah. a, a, is it Asuna or Acuna? Acuna. Acuna, thank you. Acuna with the Braves. He was supposed to be a stud. Now, yeah. he would even match and exceeded the expectations on him, but he wasn't that big of a surprise. But yeah, Soda's a good one too. Okay, now we get to the bad part of this uh, episode, and that is we're going to talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Reds, because we're both Reds fans. We're, you know, I grew up in Cincinnati. I, I indoctrinated my son to be a Reds fan. Sorry about that. He's wishing I'd pick, like, I don't know, a good yeah. team. Um, any team other than the Reds. 
maybe not the Orioles. <laughs> so the the red season this year, how would you review the red season this year? It looks like they're going to end up with almost the exact same record as of they course. did the past two years yeah, after the dismal start. For those who don't follow the Reds, God bless you. And you know they had a terrible season again. Started off terribly, came back a little bit, and they're going to have another a third, their fourth straight 90 loss season in a row. So what did you think? On a grade level, I'd probably give them a D plus, maybe just a D. And what keeps them out of F territory? Yeah, I know. But they did <laughs> develop some of their position players, like Jose Peraza, Eugenio Suarez, and uh, Jesse Winker. They developed them very well. But then there's the pitching, and it yeah. They just re they really they need to be able to develop young pitchers and not have them th go, come up to the major leagues and not be able to hit the strike zone. Yeah, and that I mean, happened yeah. again this year. Yeah, and, and every year for the past few years, we've been talking about the Reds starting pitching, how they have this young crop of talented pitchers who will come up and they'll figure it out. The problem is they all come up and none of them figure it out. They can't hit the broadside of a barn when they come up. Other than Luis Castillo. None of them can consistently pitch strikes. I've always had hope for Cody Reed. I don't know why. I do. I, I saw him the other night in person. He couldn't hit the strike zone. After, I think it was like in the fourth inning, he had 31 strikes and 30 balls. That's bad for Peter at his yeah, level. Very bad. And so, like, if Peter pitched 31 pitch, uh, I'm sorry, 61 pitches and 30 of them were balls, I would say after the game, you really need to work on your control. And this is a major league pitcher we're talking about who can't do this. <laughs> So the Reds really had a disappointing season. The, the biggest problem, though, with the Reds, I'm going to write about this, this will be up on my website soon, isn't, though, what happened on the field. It's what we realize is happening off the field. The owner of the Reds, Bob Castellini, we found out is meddling too much in the affairs of the team. They have a good front office, I think. Dick Williams and Nick Kral, I think they're good. I think they, I should say, I think they could be good. The problem is it sounds like Bob Castellini is is inserting himself in how the team is run. And he knows nothing about baseball. He's not a baseball guy. I think his like, business was like vegetables or something like that. I think that's what, yeah, I think like Castellini Company, I think they sell vegetables or something. Great, I mean, sell some veggies at the stadium, yeah. I don't care. But the owner is the one guy you can't replace. And that's the real problem. If Dick Williams, the, the president of baseball operations of the Reds, was terrible, fire him, fine. Yeah. If one of the players is terrible, fire him, fine. If a manager is terrible, fire him. The owner is forever until he feels like selling the billion dollar operation. So that's the real thing I have, the real problem I have with the Reds this year is the fact that, and it probably, it's been true for years, we just didn't know it. it, it basically we we thought the problem was Walt Jockety, but yes. now that we have an actual GM, right. the it, problem is Bob That's right, that's a good point. We thought, and it still is Walt Jockety in a sense, because it sounds like Walt Jockety is whispering in the ear of Bob Castellini and telling him terrible advice and Castellini is going with it. So the Reds, another abysmal failure. I think, honestly for me, if they start next season and they don't have at least two top-of-the-line new starting pitchers, it's going to be more of the same. Joey Votto and Eugenio Suarez cannot hit them out of bad starting pitching. And Scooter! So the, and neither can Scooter. Um, so they, they just have to. they got to get top-line and pitchers. And, you know, the main free agent, I think, available next year is uh, Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel. And he's a ground ball pitcher, so it could work, but they have to overpay because starting pitchers, just like they don't go to Colorado, they don't want to come to Cincinnati, and the band box says Great American Ballpark. So they're going to have to get, uh, they're going to have to overpay, and if Castellini's not willing to overpay... Well, why would we overpay him? 
we're already paying Homer Bailey. Yeah, well, that might be why we don't overpay him because we want Homer Bailey in the rotation. So, yeah, Homer Bailey has to go as well. Okay, let's finish this up with the last thing we want to talk about, something a little more exciting than the Reds. Let's make our prediction for the playoffs. We, Like I said, when we were filming this, we don't know the last couple of entries. It might be the Cardinals, hopefully not. Yes. But we know the American League, and really the only question is, will, there, will, will it be the Cardinals, the Dodgers, or the Rockies in there? It looks like it's going to be the Dodgers and the Rockies. Other than that, it's all set. So who do you, how do you think the playoffs are going to play out? In the American League, I think... Fox is going to sue the A's for ruining their uh, Yankees-Red Sox division series. So That's the A's it. are going to go to the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are going to be another uh, 2001 Seattle Mariners and lose to the A's. Uh -huh. Big prediction. Bold prediction there. <laughs> so the A's go to the ALCS. And the Indians versus Astros. I think the uh, Indians are going to beat the Astros because of their starting pitching and Trevor Bauer, mostly Trevor Bauer. Nice. And the Indians will beat the A's and advance to the World Series. Okay, now let me do my American League before we go to the National League. I also hope and pray the A's will beat the Yankees, but I actually have the Yankees winning. Right now, Luis Severino is scheduled to start on Sunday in a meaningless game, so... Oh, they'll, I, fi yeah, they'll yeah. figure something out. But anyway, so the Yankees will beat them. They'll move on to the Red Sox, and everybody will just go crazy. Is it Fox doing that series? I don't know. But okay. Yeah, it might. Be. Whoever it is doing that series, that's all they care about. Is they want a Yankees Red Sox World Series. Yeah, Fox I mean, probably bought the, it. Division series. I think. Yeah, they probably did. Just so Joe Buck can wax eloquent <laughs> about how about the Yankees and the. I don't think the, they even know who's playing the Yankees in the. Wild I doubt it. They don't even know any players from the other team. Anyway, so I think the Red Sox will beat the Yankees. I think I'm calling the Indians to beat the Astros. Kind of hoping that'll happen. Red Sox will win the the championship series and make it to the World Series. So I had the Red Sox in. You had the Indians in. Did you I did. Okay, Indians. In. Okay, now in the National League, who do you got? National League, Just I'm guess on. Yeah, I'm gonna assume the Dodgers win the West and the Cubs win the Central. So the Rockies and the Brewers are in the wild card game. I think the the Brewers are gonna beat the Rockies because the Rockies they don't win playoff games, and the Brewers are going to beat the Cubs. I like the uh, wild card winner going to the, AL, to, to I, the I championship series. Yes. Uh, the Dodgers will play the Braves. And the Dodgers will beat the Braves. So it's Dodgers-Brewers in the NLCS, and the Dodgers will win and face the Indians in the World Series. Okay, so in, in the National League, I have, I, I'm kind of guessing the Brewers and the, and the Rockies as well will be the, the, although the Rockies haven't lost in forever, so maybe not. Mm -hmm. But I basically have the, the um, Rockies moving on, and then they would play, who would they play? They'd probably the Cubs, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Cubs. Yeah, the, the best Cubs record. in the championship series. And then I have the Braves beating. Who would they be playing? Dodgers. The, the Dodgers. I have the Braves making championship series against the Cubs. So I have a Braves Cubs championship series. And then I have the Braves going to the World Series. Okay, good. I, if you had the Cubs, I was going to get Yeah, that. I know. I, so I have the Braves versus the Red Sox in the World Series. And who do you have winning it all? I have the Indians winning the World Series. Okay. And I have the most boring pick of them all, which is the Red Sox, the best team in baseball, actually being the best team in baseball and winning the World Series. Well, that's what's been happening recently. Like last year, the uh, Astros right. won it after winning 100 games. And then were the Cubs the best team the year they won it? Yeah, they were. Okay, so yeah, we have a little bit of a streak here. So I think that's going to continue on with the Red Sox. Okay, anything else about the season we should mention? I don't think so. Okay. Um, except Homer Bailey stinks. Yes, that we'll leave it with that. Homer Bailey stinks. 
Okay, until next time, keep swimming against the stream.